0: Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Soberlink. The Soberlink system is designed to make parenting time safer with real-time remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink uniquely combines a breathalyzer with wireless connectivity and is the only system that includes facial recognition, tamper detection, and advanced reporting. Parents can submit a test anytime, anywhere, thanks to Soberlink's wireless technology, which delivers test results by text message or email to the concerned parties. Simplify co-parenting arrangements by using the system that provides transparency and proof of sobriety throughout the day. Flexible schedules combined with real-time delivery of results make Soberlink the experts in remote alcohol monitoring technology. To learn more or sign up today, visit SoberLink.com backslash family law. Use promo code BEYOND20 to receive $50 off a device. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast.
1: We are getting in our own way and we are sabotaging the very thing we want because of the fear. And so what are the gremlins? The gremlins... I call the inner critic that those thoughts that take away our power the thoughts that that say on some level you're not good enough it's not going to happen for you and they take away our self-esteem hello and welcome to the
0: divorce and beyond podcast I'm Susan Guthrie your host Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today my guest is going to help you find love. She is the, not a, but the love coach. Her name is Junie Moon, and she helps women, but also maybe men, in midlife experience next level love. So one of the things I want to ask her right off the bat is what is next level love? Cause it sounds great. Um, she's been called the inner critic tamer. And that is another thing I want to unpack with her because I, just this morning I was having a good solid inner critic moment with myself. Um, and she helps people lower the volume of negative thoughts so they can fully embrace this press's stage of life with confidence, ease, and excitement. She's an award-winning international speaker, best-selling author of Loving the Whole Package, Shed the Shame, and Live Life Out Loud. She's also a director-producer of the film Shed the Shame, host of the podcast, pet podcast Midlife, Love Out Loud, and a certified shadow work facilitator. So this is going to be a very interesting conversation. Junie Moon, thank you for joining me.
1: I am so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. There is just in that
0: bio, I have to tell you, there's so much that I want to know. Um, because this is not, uh, your description is not a, you know, former divorce attorney, now you know, <laughs> divorce coach or the people that my, my listeners often hear me talking to. And there's great value in all of my guests. But I think that you know, because divorce is such a, an emotional process as well as what we attorneys focus on, which is the financial divisions and all of that, that this is really the stuff that people need to hear. Um, And if any of my guests know, or my listeners know, I'm always focused on the future. That's, you know, I call it divorce and beyond for a reason. Um, But one of the things that I think you, a value that you truly do is you help people unpack that past or un- go through there, work through what has happened in the shadows, perhaps in their life and help them to, um, you know, to move forward. I think you have to sometimes deal with your past in order to go forward. So, but let's, let's take it to the basic question because you are the love coach. Um, (laughs) One, what is a love coach and, and how did you become one?
1: Okay. Um, Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Uh, I call myself the love coach because I I, I claim that love is there for everybody and I want to help everyone access it. And there's different ways to access it. And I really stand for love. I don't think there's anything more important in this world than love and going through all these different titles through the years and working with different people, different types of relationships, whether they're ending, whether they're starting, whether they're Whether they're working with the relationship that they have, at the end of the day, I just kept coming back to where is the love, where is the love, and helping people really see what's possible. So, yes, I am the love coach and I'm sticking to it.
0: Well, and that's, you know, really, I think for human beings at our core, we all want love. We all, and that's, I think, actually one of the reasons why divorce is so hard because very often what I've experienced myself in past relationships that have ended, including my divorce and just having helped so many people through the process Mm -hmm. is often it's not the loss of a relationship that's not working that hurts so much. It's the loss of the idea of being loved and loving. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we are very attached and very much want that in our lives. And when we are faced with the end of a relationship even if that relationship wasn't serving us, which so often it was not if it's ending Mm -hmm. uh, that I think has so much to do with why it's so hard for us to let go and move forward because we all yearn for that love. Um, And you actually say that, that many people are their own worst enemy in this. And, and so I'd love to know what you mean by that.
1: Thank you. Uh, Well, firstly, when we are dealing with loss and we're letting go of a relationship wherever we are in our life truly we start to take on these beliefs so if we're at the end of a relationship whether it you know we it was our choice or not or we're we're bumping up against the pain of oh it's this didn't happen the way i thought it would be suddenly we're we're Going in on some level, tapping into one of the biggest fears is, will I be okay? Will I be loved? Maybe something's wrong with me. Will I ever find someone else again? Will I be alone for the rest of my life? We start to have this inner dialogue, whether we're aware of it or not, and a lot of it we're not, and that starts to really zap our vision of what's possible, and so a lot of times when I work with my clients, they the first time I ask them, what is it that you want? What kind of love do you want? What kind of relationship do you want? They go into, well, I don't want this and I don't want this. And you know, I want somebody that will commit to me and I don't want him to betray me. And and so we, we bring all these experiences to the table and that's why so many relationships fail one after the other, because we haven't gone back and unpacked the past and we haven't taken the gold or the, the lessons out of the experiences. We've just taken with us all the beliefs of, oh, I screwed up or, oh, someone's going to leave me. And then we bring all of those pieces of luggage to the next relationship. And then we we um, end up having the same patterns of behavior and the same challenges. Did I answer your question? I'm not sure I did. <laughs> no.
0: I do think, you know, you were talking about, you know, our being our own worst enemy. And I think part of what, Uh, what comes up in that is that exactly what you just said, we don't deal with our past and just sort of let the future happen to us. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and the other thing that you said that really jumped out at me, because I do think that this is the most common emotion that people face in divorce is fear. Yes. Um, you know, fear is debilitating for people. I experience that with clients and with listeners and with people day in and day out. And it truly is the number one emotion. And a lot of it is what you just said. It's that fear of, will I be loved? Is this about me? Did I do something wrong? Um, what does my future even look like? I always talk about the black abyss of your future after a relationship ends because no longer is the future what you thought it would be. Um, And you know, you referenced um, in in our pre-interview discussions, the gremlins, uh, which I love. I have this little mental vision of little green guys running around. But let's talk about the gremlins that are that sabotage our love.
1: Right. And that's the thing is we are getting in our own way and we are sabotaging the very thing we want because of the fear. And so what are the gremlins? The gremlins I call the inner critic that those thoughts that take away our power, the thoughts that, that say on some level, you're not good enough. It's not going to happen for you. And they take away our self-esteem. Now here's the thing. Maybe we've not, fully developed our self-esteem. Maybe at a very young age, we experienced something from our parents, from our culture, from the kids down the block, telling us something's wrong with you. Oh, you don't fit in. We got these messages from these experiences and laid down this unconscious belief system that has us feeling like we better be on guard because the shit's going to hit the fan if I'm not really careful. And so that's where the fear bubbles up. And when there, that, that old brain, that mammalian brain kicks in and goes, uh oh, someone might leave me, someone might ghost me, someone might might hurt me so badly, then the inner critic, which we think is horrible, can actually be our friend. We just need to work with it. But if that inner critic is going, oh, you know, no one's going to really love you at, at 50. You know, you're, you're, you're not as beautiful as you were. Guess what? You're not going to be as apt to open up and be vulnerable to a new relationship. And so so that's where the challenge is. So the inner critic might be, and the fear might be holding us back in a way of protecting us so that we don't get hurt. And yet if we really, really want love, that fear is going to sabotage you and not allow you to open up to love. And so that's where we need to flush out those belief systems, unpack the pack unpack the past, reprogram, rewire, and really claim that this is a new chapter and we can do it on our terms and call in next level love.
0: And uh, that to me is, is really... Uh, the key to the whole moving forward, at least on the relationship level. And it's not just a, a love relationship, it, it it's all relationships. Um, and dealing with that past, what you were saying just there reminded me, I just had a conversation with one of my former divorce clients. I helped her through her divorce probably five or six years ago now. Just lovely, lovely person. and And very quickly after her divorce, she Entered into another relationship, um, got engaged and uh, started a business with her fiance. And now it's about five years later. And unfortunately, that relationship has ended. Yeah. And in our conversation, um, she mentioned that she got involved with the same person that she had divorced five mm-hmm. years or six years ago, um, and that she, it took her a while to accept that. And now is that a part of that baggage where we repeat
1: some of our patterns of our past? I just, it's so heartbreaking because it happens so often. I hear it so often and I lived it. And that's why I'm able to do what I do because I know the pain of falling down the same hole over and over again and dating someone different and finding out they're the same. It, yes, it is about, we're bringing ourselves to the next relationship, and are we bringing the same self? Or are we bringing the more evolved, healed self? And. I really needed to stop and look. I, I couldn't believe what was going on. I had said I would never walk on eggshells again, never be codependent again. And I had done a ton of work. And there I was having the worst weekend of my life with this new guy that I thought was going to be my one. And I remember this one night we were, we're we were sleeping and well, he was sleeping, snoring, you know. Say, you sounds so, like you were wide awake. <laughs> tossing and turning with my stomachs and, stomach in knots and thinking, how did I do this? And that was when I said, I'm breaking the contract. And I took time before I jumped into the next relationship. I did the unpacking. I did the shadow work to, to flesh out what were my blind spots? Why was I doing this again and again? And this is what I do with my clients. And the long story short is I broke the contract. I changed the pattern. And now I have what I say is next level love, the ability to be me to get my needs met, to, to voice what I need to voice. If there's, if that's my truth, I don't live in fear anymore. I came home to me. I dated me to really know what floats my boat (laughs) and to be able to stand in that place and go, you know what? I'm pretty amazing, and I deserve someone that can see that without the masks. I don't. I'm, this is who I am without apology. And when you can come to that place of clarity, and that's what I do with my clients, to be able to bring them to that place of this is who I am without apology, you call in a very different type of partner, and you break that contract, and you don't date the same person again.
0: What, what a great visual I have on you date yourself, right? You, you enter into a new relationship with yourself, I think inherent in that. And this was true in my life when I ended my first marriage, which had, Oh, so many—you know—mistakes were made there on my part, as well as my ex-husband's. I—I yeah. um, I fully had to own my my own errors in that. Um, but it was three years before I met my current husband, and I have always said, if I hadn't done work on myself and gotten to know myself a lot better in those three years. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would have recognized the phenomenal human being with spectacular qualities that suit me, me so well that are in my current husband if that had not happened. I might have passed him over or not oh, as yeah. wowed by him. Um, and that makes me sad to even think that, because I think that's a phenomena that might be happening for other people. If you aren't doing the work, you're going to end up like my former client or like you, when you woke up or, you know, next to Mr. Snorer, um, <laughs> wondering how you ended up in the same place. So, you know, let's just talk about when do you start doing this work? Do you do it while you're ending the relationship? Because we know divorce can take Forever, right now, especially, it's it's hard to get anything done at all. Is it the right time to start working while you're getting divorced? Should you wait until you're done? What's the timing that you recommend?
1: I think it's a personal choice of timing, and of course, when I speak with someone, I can get a sense of whether they really need therapy or whether they're really ready to do the coaching work. And so, I think it's a yes and for that, you know, um, yes you can do it at any time and sometimes there are better times than others. And I think the biggest thing is being aware that something is not working for you. There is a pattern that you want to break, that there's some kind of shift that you are yearning for so that you can move forward in a very different way. So I have worked with people that are letting go of of marriages and helped them see really clearly what they needed and to be able to help them with boundary setting. I've helped people have better divorces, more amicable divorces, because they were able to relax more and trust them themselves and know that they can have better communication with their with their well soon to be ex-partners yes. and without that that self assurance. And if, if they have too much fear going on, it affects the divorce process. So there is something to be said about that. And then, of course, getting prepared for what's next. Because the black abyss that you you said, that, that is hugely scary. And a lot of times that will impact the divorce process as well. And then there's the beauty of what's the next chapter. And so when I work with people that are Divorce and have been out there and are kind of like, I really, really want to find a partner, but I'm really struggling with this. That is also such a great time. You know, I have this one client I, when you were talking before, it, it made me think of her when she came to me, she was in you know, early fifties, still early fifties. And she so desperately wanted a partner, but she had this pattern of over and over dating the same guy going into a relationship, and then she would sabotage it in different ways. And then she came into my program, my, my midlife love mastery program. And in about a month or so in, we did this process and she was able to have this huge aha about why she was sabotaging and why she had a, a bad picker. And so this guy that, yeah, right. The bad picker, everybody the bad picker. picker, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, and your pickers she, broken, pickers broken. And so as soon as she got this aha about the, the training, she had, had about relationships as a child and she had that clarity and we did a specific process with her. A few weeks later, she was at an event and there was this man that she had seen. She had known him for years, but suddenly she saw him differently because she was different. And guess what? He saw her differently because he had never witnessed her in that way. And the long story short is they're together almost a year. She has a ring on her finger and she's like found this person that matches her in the best way, but she needed to go back, clean it up to be able to go forward.
0: I'd like to take a moment now to talk to my mediation colleagues. As many of us are facing the inability to continue our in-person mediation and dispute resolution practices, I want you to know there's an alternative option. Many of you do know that I have a fully online mediation and coaching practice, and for more than two years, I've actually been training other professionals in how to conduct their mediations online through my Learn to Mediate online program. I've always said that the future of mediation and dispute resolution is online and now honestly that future is here. In my two hour training program you'll learn the basics of conducting your mediations through an online video conferencing platform and I'll cover the practical and ethical considerations that you need to know to do it well. Right now we also have several webinars scheduled and we offer one on one and group trainings by appointment. I've reduced the cost of the webinars to only $299 so that as many of you as possible have access. So go to www.learntomediateonline.com to find out more and register today. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, Junie Moon, on how to move out of the shadows and find next level love.
1: This is a very specific type of process that we help people see what's in shadow, what is behind them, the parts of them that they say, oh, I better not be like that because people won't like me, people won't love me, people will leave me. Oh, I better not be angry because when I was a kid I witnessed anger and it really hurt, so let me not be angry and let me just keep the peace or be a people pleaser.
0: If you are enjoying this episode, check out Need Money for Divorce? Meet the fairy godmother of divorce, Nicole Noonan, to find out if divorce funding can help you level the playing field in your case. When people start with the divorce, um, I think it's very unexpected, the actual cost, because you're not just paying for uh, a divorce attorney, you also have to pay for your interim expenses um and you also have to pay for maybe two households now if if your if your spouse ends up moving out or you move out um you also have to pay for your lifestyle your living expenses during your divorce and now we return to today's show One, I love that story because I think there's the power in the journey that you help people through. Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody really actually wants to go back. (laughs) You know, nobody loves to unpack that, that past that was painful and difficult. Um, And now you've mentioned something that I've heard from other professionals. And when I worked with a coach myself, um, she had a, a similar theory that much of what holds us back in our current life is our, stems from things that happened back in our childhood. And right. we need to go back and find those things. And it utterly shocked me that within the first half hour of knowing me, she pinpointed a very central, um, that I hadn't, I never, a very central event in my young life mm-hmm. that I had I had forgotten. Yep. So is this, I just wonder, because I have to know about this, is this shadow work? Is this a part of what you're talking about? Because I need to know what shadow work is. It's a fascinating title.
1: Yes. Yes. And it's a very specific body of work founded by Cliff Berry. There's a lot of people that say they work with the shadow and do shadow work. And I just really want to be clear that this is a very specific type of process that we help people see what's in shadow, what is behind them, the parts of them that they say, oh, I better not be like that because people won't like me. People won't love me. People will leave me. Oh, I better not be angry because when I was a kid, I witnessed anger and it really hurt. So let me not be angry and let me just keep the peace or be a people pleaser. And so we cut off all these parts of that are vital to us, that have great energy, because healthy anger helps us communicate and put healthy boundaries down. But if we put it in shadow, it runs us. We lose access to the healthy energy and it comes out sideways as rage or inner depression or inner hatred. And so we do need to kind of flush that out. We need to kind of see what happened in the past. And sometimes people will say, oh, I don't remember my, my history. and And that's okay. We can sometimes hone in on a belief like, Uh, I'm I'm afraid to be alone, okay, I'll use that one. I'm afraid to be alone. Well, was there ever a time in your past that something happened that you felt so alone, that it was so painful? And they might have that memory or maybe not. Most people can track it. And most people can suddenly see things in a way that they hadn't seen before because of the special processes that we've been taught in shadow work. Basically, we set up these opportunities for people to look at things from a different perspective and be able to see things beyond the conscious mind, believe it or not, because of how we do these processes. And so we have these ahas, we go, oh, I lost my vulnerability because, and I'm using myself as an example right now, Because when my dad died at 14, and he was my one and only support system, I realized I couldn't rely on anybody else. So I had to become Wonder Woman, and I threw away my ability to open up and lean into people. And so then you come into my future and suddenly my future self is talking to, to a practitioner. And I'm like, I just can't let anybody in and I just can't open up. And we go do these processes and suddenly go, Oh, (laughs) this is why I'm so scared because my dad left me and I felt like I would die. And I never wanted to feel that again. And the beauty about going back, the beauty about looking at the shadows because people go, oh, that sounds so scary. The beauty is you actually get to understand why you do what you do, and you can change it. That What's more scary to me is not knowing the shadows because right. they hurt. You know, and they and run us. Change it. And they run us. Exactly. They run us. And you start behaving in ways that are not in alignment with who you want to be and who you really are. So we bring you back to present time, a very different person, more fully evolved, more fully expressed, and way more happy.
0: And it, it all comes down to, I, you know, one of my true beliefs in life is, a therapist said it to me a long time ago, but awareness is everything. Um, and we spend so much of our lives operating unaware, unaware of why we do things what motivates us what's holding us back and although there is some discomfort certainly in looking backwards seeing our shadows yeah. um, there was also I can say for me and in, in that half hour when she figured out this moment in my childhood mm-hmm. that it had had such a my um, bit one of my big issues is perfectionism uh, mm-hmm. because I learned long right long ago that if I was perfect everybody would love me and that made my life much easier um, but nobody's perfect and so that dichotomy me obviously causes great discord in our, uh, in our lives, uh, made just in that 30 minutes of discussion changed, you know, my approach to life in an incredible way. It's that light bulb moment. It's
1: that aha. I would love to add to the sure. awareness piece that you just said, because awareness is everything. And, and how I look at it is it's the first step. It's not everything. It is It is the most important thing to have because you can't do the work unless you have the awareness. If you don't realize that there are certain patterns that are hurting you, then you can't open up and and shift things. So awareness is everything. And then there are other steps after you have to have that first step. And then we have to drop in and go, okay, now that I see that I can't open up my heart or I'm terrified to be betrayed again, now what? And that's, to me, the beginning of the true shifting with what I call transformation that sticks. Oh, I
0: like that. That's, that's fantastic. So is, you mentioned earlier, and I want to be sure that we talk about it, um, your Midlife Love Mastery um, program. And uh, so just tell us about that because it's very exciting and I know it's coming up.
1: Thank you. Yeah, you know, years and years and years of doing this, I see what works. I see what I I typically work with single women in midlife, though I work with men and I work with all ages and even couples. However, my sweet spot in my program, my my program that I'm completely committed to outside of the one-on-one is a nine-month program. And I say nine months to birth the new you. These are women that are courageous and have that awareness, that Time is ticking, <laughs> that they want something new and better for themselves, and they want to really know who they are in a way that radiates out into the world and they can attract a partner that can fit them in the way that that they desire. And so in this nine months, we do the unpacking, we get healthy boundaries, we we learn healthy communication, we learn how to befriend our emotions so that they don't run us and that we can actually take fear and dance with it and take sadness and be able to be vulnerable and it not take us out of the game. We learn more about our values and how we can really open up to owning how great we are and not in this big egoic way. So many women are like, oh, I don't want to be too much and I don't want to look selfish. And and it's like, don't worry, because you're so worried about that, it's not going to happen. Let's have you know how special you are because Coming home to that, knowing fully, unapologetically how special you are, will attract someone that goes, "Wow, look at her! She's really special. She has these amazing gifts." And so, over the nine months, we're working on many different. Uh, we're unpacking. I keep saying saying the same thing over and over. My, my inner critic just said, "Don't say that again. <laughs> You've said it too many times." Uh, and so, we work with the inner critic, and we really like my book says, loving the whole package. We start to love all of our flavors and we stop being so perfect and we allow ourselves to be human and call in next level love in a very different way. So it's a powerful program. I mean, you know, there's, there's some individual one-on-one work in it. There's a lot of group work. A lot of it's virtual. We have a couple retreats. It's it's robust and I'm so proud of it. And the women have such great success.
0: Oh, it sounds amazing. And it's, it's starting soon, isn't it? Yeah, it starts in June. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so right around the corner, um, how will people find out if they want more information about it?
1: The best thing to do is to go to CoachJunieMoon.com, and Junie is J-U-N-I-E, so CoachJunieMoon.com. You could grab a consultation session. I have what's called a love breakthrough session. It's complimentary, and we can jump on the phone and, and talk about what you're looking for and what your obstacles kind of hone in on what your love shadow is and see if it's a fit to do more work together, and if it's a fit, we can talk about it.
0: Yeah. And I I want to jump on one thing you did say, we've talked about women, but you do work with men as well. And, and, you know, as a divorce attorney, I have to say most, well, I would say my clientele was about 50, 50 between men and women. Mm -hmm. And as much as we, you know, I think it's harder for men maybe to reach out for help. um, Many of the men that I worked with would have been thrilled to have something like this available to them.
1: I love working with men. You know, since I've honed in on women and focused on women and my program is only for women, I've had mostly women come to me, but for many, many years I've worked with men individually. Uh I I it's different challenges that they have. Sure. And um I, I've absolutely loved working with men and I miss them. So if you're a guy, give me a call. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I, because I think there's value for both sexes. I a hundred percent agree with you. I think there are probably very different challenges well, for men.
1: Men, I'm just going to shoot, shoot from the hip here. Men have been really hurt by women, just like women have been hurt by men, yep. different, different things. You know, men have sometimes felt emasculated, some, you know, overly, cri- you know, controlled, criticized, whatever it is. And now they're really gun shy too. And so, while they they look like oh, they just want sex, and of course they want sex, so do we. But yeah, <laughs> yeah but the, the thing is, is that they they truly want connection too, in their own way. And we need to help them heal and let go and rewire so that they too can have a very different intimacy and not be so scared as well. Because ultimately, they're scared too.
0: Yeah. Well, and we want everyone to be ready for a new level love right so actually that goes to you have a lovely gift for listeners of the podcast um, your now i love this love guide um, how will be how what is that and how can people get it
1: so it's the midlife love guide to successful dating Again, I, I think there's some language for women, but guys, you could totally grab it. It's also for you as well. It's seven steps to call in and that's the title, Magnetize Mr. Right. But guys, don't pay attention to that. <laughs> you Ultimately, can magnetize Mrs.
0: Right or Ms. Right. There you go. Just cross it out. <laughs> put
1: in what put in the dream goddess that you're looking for. And I really help you step by step with the the components to do it differently. And the first step I'll just say is is really getting crystal clear about you and who you're calling in. Because if you don't have a very specific destination, how are you going to write a good profile? How are you going to be able to talk to these new prospective people, see the, 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 the people as whether they're a fit or not, if you don't know where you're headed? So I don't remember, let's see, it's, uh, yeah, it's coachjunimoon.com. Forward slash love guide. That was easy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yes, and that will be. I'll put it in the show notes, um, as well as the um, information about the midlife love mastery program that's about to start, and how people can find that, and just how they can get in touch with you and and perhaps mm-hmm. um, sign up for the um, the consultation call as well, which sounds like a wonderful resource yeah, for people. Let's have a
1: conversation, and worst case scenario, at the end of it, you will have learned a ton about yourself. If you're you're not interested in the program. And group best case scenario is you've learned a ton and it's a fit to do work and we can talk about it. Sounds wonderful. And I think
0: this will open a lot of people's eyes to what is possible if you're brave enough to look back in order to move forward. So thank you for what you're doing for people and thank you for taking the time for coming on the show to tell us about it.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's my favorite topic, love. So awesome. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Junie. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.